Welcome to Healthy Wealthy Roots. My name is Dr. Tracy, and this podcast is here to support your family's mental and financial health. There is an entire section of psychology specifically devoted to marketing. Companies actually hire psychologists to help them with their marketing. Why? Because if companies can figure out how to get people to spend their money, to invest in their company, then they can make more money, right? And the thing about human beings and behavior and the way that we think, it is possible for us to understand why we do the things that we do. And so companies market uh, so that they can get us to buy things and then they make more money off of us. The reason why I wanted to make this episode is so that you are aware of the ways in which companies do this and so that you can be a healthier consumer. I'm not saying not to buy things. Obviously, we need things. But if you can be aware of the ways in which companies get you to spend your money, you can be aware of the ways in which you respond to marketing. And this episode is not going to go over every single way that um, psychology and marketing and companies target your pocket but it will give you a little bit of an insight. And at the very end of that episode, I will share with you some of the ways that you can be a healthier consumer. So let's start off with the topic of scarcity. One of the ways in which companies um, market to people using psychology is by making things scarce, telling you that there's a limited supply or that you have a limited time. And as human beings, that creates a sense of anxiety in us. And we're also not wanting to miss out on what other people are getting to experience. And so we jump in on this um, concept and then we spend our money. An example would be if you go to a website and I've been to tons of them, like clothing websites, you go on there and they have a banner up on top saying that they're having a sale and there's a countdown timer ticking away till the sale, quote unquote sale, ends. And I say quote unquote sale because sometimes it's actually not a sale. They make the price look like it's a sale, but it's the regular price. They just put a higher price and cross that off and then put the regular price, which is a whole tactic in and of itself. Um, But that countdown timer on the top of the website makes you feel anxious, like, oh my gosh, I have to check out the stuff that's in my shopping cart before the timer runs out and the sale ends. Another example is things that are seasonal. So for instance, Starbucks has their red cups for the holidays and it is, um, 
it is something that people look forward to and then they post on their social media and that then makes other people aware that the red cups are out and so they want to get a red cup as well and so they go and post it on their social media and then more people are buying Starbucks because of the red cups and also with their pumpkin spice lattes that come out in the fall uh, even though technically you could have pumpkin spice lattes all year long if you wanted to um, it is not specific to Starbucks but they have made that association and it is only for a limited time so pay attention to the idea of scarcity and that urge to buy because you feel like time is going to run out or supply is limited is that sometimes the case yes absolutely but it's not necessarily um, going to mean that you have to spend your money another technique is called the foot in the door technique and we as human beings are more likely to go along with something small that doesn't require much so the way the foot in the door technique works this is like way back in the day when there were door-to-door -door salesmen who would come around to the neighborhoods to sell things and the foot in the door means that they offer you something small before they offer you something big for instance if you think about it you can there are like all of those ads on TV buy this for nine dollars and ninety nine cents right and then they turn around and they're like but wait there's more for only twenty dollars more you could get XYZ things that you don't actually need when you originally needed just the first thing that was nine dollars and ninety nine cents so they get you to commit to the first thing and then offer you something more. Another example, and this is more um, related to modern day, if you go to a company's website and there's a pop-up shortly after you get on the website that asks you to enter your email address for their newsletter, that is a small gesture. It doesn't take much to enter your email address. But then what happens is that they'll constantly bombard you with emails with bigger offers, things that you would spend money on. Same thing with trials. Try our free trial for 30 days and then the trial ends and you spend money so pay attention to that as well another thing um, that is related to foot in the door is the recommended for you section so that is on a lot of the companies' websites they track the data analytics to see what you're interested in and then they offer you other things that are similar to your interests so that you can spend more money um it is also done on youtube and instagram they pay attention to what you're clicking on and then they offer you more things that are like that so that you spend more time on the website or on the app 
And more time on the app means that you're more likely to engage in ads, which means more money is generated for them. Um, so those are just a couple of the examples of foot in the door. One of the things that I remember about foot in the door is um, back in the day when everybody was at the mall on the weekends, this is all you did. This is all the entertainment that we had. And people would be like, oh, I'm selling this thing for $5. And then you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then they're like, and we also have the upgraded blah, 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 blah. And it's $20. So that's the general concept of foot in the door. They get you to commit to something small that doesn't require a whole lot. And that way it opens the door for them to uh, bombard you with things that are more expensive that will make them more money. The flip side to foot in the door is called door in the face. And that is kind of like the opposite. What they do is they give you something that is really expensive, knowing that you're likely to reject it. But once you reject it, what they do is they're kind, and I'm putting quotation marks around kind, kind to you and offer you something that is cheaper and you're more likely to spend money on that cheaper thing because you're thinking that you're getting a bargain because you turned down the thing that was more expensive. So for instance, say you go to a store and you're looking for an outfit. The salesperson asks you what you're looking for. You say that you have a wedding coming up. They're like, oh my gosh, I have the perfect outfit for you. And they pull something off the rack. It is beautiful. It costs $200. Because you then hesitate at the price, they will say, oh, don't worry. It's okay. I have something that's similar. And then they go take you to something that is maybe comparable. And they're like, it's only $75. Now, you went into the store planning to spend $50. And here you are walking out spending $75, thinking that you have bargained because you did not spend $200. Basically, what they do is they repay, uh, you are repaying their quote-unquote kindness um, by them quote-unquote lowering the price when that's not necessarily what you would have spent in the first place. And that's how they kind of trick you. Another thing that companies do is they place certain items in certain places. For instance, um, the dollar section at Target. It is at the front of the store specifically for a reason. It's little trinkets and stuff and you walk in, it's the first thing that you see. So it is very difficult to ignore and you'd be like, oh yeah, I most definitely need this very small plastic chair that holds absolutely nothing and will sit and collect dust. I'm just giving an example. Um, another thing in terms of placements in the grocery store, they tend to place higher priced items at eye level because that's what you'll see first. And so that's what you'll grab first. And the lower priced items tend to be above or below. Um, so if you pay attention, you will realize that you could be saving money by letting your eyes wander a little bit. 
Another concept is called social proof. And that's when companies use other people to prove to you that their product is worth you spending money on. This is rampant, particularly since we're in the age of social media and everybody is online. It is everywhere. So us as human beings, we trust other human beings, particularly other human beings who have uh, expertise or who look like us or who are famous um, or we trust people who are close to us. And so what companies do is they use people to advertise because you're more likely to buy because of the fact that you relate to or trust those people. And who are those people? Those people are uh, other users of their product. So for instance, companies on their websites, they may include reviews, particularly higher rated reviews of their products because you will look at the reviews and you'd be like, oh, okay, 5,000 people rated this and it has a star rating of four and a half. I need to buy it. They'll also use experts. So you see this in commercials all the time. There are dentists who are advertising toothpaste or dermatologists who are advertising skincare products um, or people who look like experts. So some off-market products may put somebody in a white lab coat so that you're thinking that they're a doctor or a scientist when they're actually not. Um, also your friends. So being able to see what your friends are buying or watching or so on, then you're more likely to engage in that content or buy that thing. And obviously celebrities. A lot of celebrities receive um, PR kits from companies for free so that they can post about it and wear the whatever the product is or use whatever the product is. And then you're more likely to spend money on that product because you saw that celebrity doing it. Once you start to pay attention, you'll realize how much this is just embedded into your everyday life. Another example of social proof is having long lines. And what that does is it makes you think that you're missing out if you're not in the long line. And so what companies may do is they may have people wait outside longer than they necessarily need to just so that there is a line that is built up that makes more people want to join the line. Another example is music. So if you're in a good mood, you're more likely to spend more money. And stores um, capitalize on that by playing upbeat music that is more likely to lift your spirits. And 
studies have been done, if you are um, jamming and grooving to the music in the store, you're actually more likely to spend more time there and spend more money there. So those are just a few examples of the ways in which companies use psychology to get you to spend your money. In order to be a healthier consumer, it's helpful to be aware of this. But for me, the biggest takeaway that I have from this is to ask myself, and so I would encourage you to ask yourself, before you buy something, is this something that I actually need or I actually want? And why do I actually need it or actually want it? That way you are checking in on yourself to determine your own perspective versus the perspectives of others or of the company that have been sold to you and pushed in your face in order to convince you that you need to buy this thing. Another thing that's really helpful when you are shopping like grocery shopping or if you're going to Target or what have you is to keep a list because you're more likely to stick with your list and not become distracted. Since COVID um, here in the United States, pickup and delivery have become more commonplace for major retailers. And one thing that I have noticed personally is I am less likely to spend on random frivolous things that I would pick up and put in my cart because I'm buying it online and I'm just going off of my shopping list and I'm not getting distracted by things that are on the shelf. So that is another way that you could be mindful. One other thing that you can do is set a budget and stick to it. So if you know that you only want to set spend a certain amount of money, then you're more likely to stick to that goal and more likely to turn down offers that exceed that goal. It is okay to shop around. There are lots and lots of options out there. So you don't necessarily have to go with the first one. So I just wanted to make this episode because I thought that it was a fun one. I think that all of these psychological tricks are really cool because human beings are predictable in that sense. But at the same time, if we're going to be healthy and wealthy, we need to be aware of these things so that we can be healthier consumers. Thank you for joining me today. Please follow or subscribe wherever you're tuning in so you can catch the next episode. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That helps the podcast reach more listeners. You can follow me on Instagram at Healthy Wealthy Roots. Be sure to check out the website at healthywealthyroots.org. Most episodes have their own page filled with additional resources. Remember, our future grows from healthy, wealthy roots.
The contents of this podcast are informational in nature and may not represent the results that you can get from working one-on-one with a professional.